Welcome back to Straight to DVD. Raphael, welcome back. Dramatic pause. Yes. <clears throat> well, we're talking about theater. Yeah. Today. Are you putting your theater hat on? I will do my very best. Okay. Uh, it's funny. I have a long history. Well, I don't. It's not really long, nor is it a history. But I have seen many incarnations of the media we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we continue our HBO Maxathon extravaganza. Yes. Unlimited, all-you-can-eat, mediocre film talk today with something that's a bit higher up, I think, than what we've previously viewed on HBO Max. What do you think? I I think I would have to agree mm-hmm. on, on this front. <clears throat> um, I was pretty excited to see this. I was pretty excited watching it. Mm-hmm. Something that hit pretty close to home for me. So sure, I was I was there on that front. Um, but yeah, what are we what are we talking about? We are discussing the phenomenon, the musical that started Lin Manuel Miranda's career. We are discussing In the Heights, which premiered on Broadway. I believe it was a little over a decade ago. If I'm that not mistaken, sounds right. About twelve or thirteen years ago, I think it premiered on Broadway. Yeah, um, it completely skyrocketed him to theatrical stardom, both as an actor mm-hmm. and as a writer composer. Um, in the Heights is, of course, loosely based on his life growing up in Washington Heights. Um, Washington Heights. Excuse me. <laughs> that was a time. Um, it was. Thank you. It was a good try. I appreciate it. Um, loosely based on his time growing up in Washington Heights. And... Is that better? Yeah, that was much better. Thank you. Washington. Uh, Don. Washington. Washington. Okay. Yeah, I'm just going to sound go. like Scarface. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, it is all about the culture. And it's about what it's like to grow up there. And it's all about the music and the people and the food and the lifestyle. Lovely little story, very simple story. Um, but it was, if I'm not mistaken, one of the first, if not the first wildly successful mm-hmm. um, rap musical. Yes. Uh, the majority of the songs in the play are rapped. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some traditional musical theater in there as well. But the reason it was so popular at the time is A, the music is very good. B, nobody had ever heard anything like it on Broadway before. And C, uh, Andy Blankenbuehler, who did the choreography, uh, knocked it out of the park. It, I believe he won uh, Best Choreography at the Tonys that year. Uh, regardless, it has since spurred many, many productions, many tours. Uh, tons and tons of schools have done it. Um, they did it at my high school. They did it at my college. Nice. Um, I saw it on Broadway originally with Lynn in it. Okay, uh, not with Lynn. Not with Lynn. Sitting next to him. No. But I do have a humorous anecdote about Lynn manuel Miranda. Are, are uh, you going to share now, or is this a teaser for Lynn? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I will share it now. So he has since written another musical called Hamilton. I've heard of it. Mm-hmm. The most famous musical ever written, Yeah, uh, we could say. Uh, insanely successful. Uh, it was even more successful than I was. In the Heights was. Uh, I saw it. Back when it wasn't possible to get a ticket, mm-hmm. uh, I managed to snag one on what I didn't know at the time was a like political evening. Okay. So everybody who was there was like senators 
uh, and politicians from mm. across the states, you know, coming to see a yeah. musical about Alexander Hamilton. And everybody's there is wearing suits. <laughs> and I have a front row seat and I'm sitting there in jeans and a T-shirt. Um, a black and t-shirt. A black t-shirt, yes. Yeah. And what's funny was that, obviously, Lynn and the rest of the cast knew that this was a political evening for politicians. So everyone's wearing suits, and they're all in middle-aged yeah. white people with gray yeah. hair. <laughs> and every time Lynn would come on stage, and every time he would leave stage, he would stare at me. <laughs> and I noticed this, because I was front row, and I was, like, right next to the wings, and I was, like, watching the actors as, as they were coming out. And he was just intently staring at me. And then I realized about halfway through the show, he was trying to figure out who the fuck I was <laughs> and why I was there. Is that Senator Roca? Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny. He, like, bowed. And right before the cast left the stage for the final time as the curtain closed, he continued to stare at me, still <laughs> unsure of who this kid was at this political evening for his show, Hamilton. Um, I wonder if he thinks about that ever. He probably uh, does. But I certainly do. Yeah. Often. It's very funny to me. Um, but anyways, yes, that's my amusing uh, anecdote about Hamilton. But but back to In the Heights, um, my college did it. I saw it at, at, at NYU. My high school did it. I saw it at Poly Prep. Um, Poly, maybe. Poly, maybe. <laughs> so I've seen the show a lot. I've seen all types of incarnations of it. This film was my favorite incarnation of this show. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's a big statement. Yes. Because me, personally, I haven't seen it. On stage, anywhere, mm-hmm. ever. And when I was watching the movie, I thought, shit, this is super enjoyable. But I imagine that it would be more enjoyable if I were in a theater full of people and everyone's dancing in the aisles and, you mm-hmm. know, you got the, the salsa and the merengue music going and everyone's just fucking partying and it's a good time. The music just makes you want to move your feet and tap your toes and shit. But it's interesting that you say that this version was the best version of this particular story, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know what, what you would call it, just musical? I sure, yeah. sure. I think what I was so pleasantly surprised about was often when something popular that originates theatrically gets converted into a cinematic format, that the question is always why. What are you going to do now that you weren't going to that you hadn't done on stage or what is the point really? Yeah. Um, and often movie musicals don't do that. Uh, Rob Marshall's Chicago is one of the few that did that. It won best picture. It was mm-hmm. a fantastic film. Um, this in the Heights, HBO Max is in the Heights. Lin Manuel Miranda's HBO Max's Warner <laughs> Brothers in the Heights. Uh, I thought is one of the best movie musicals ever made. And the reason I say that is because it was very clear from the get-go, right off the bat, that the way they incorporate musicality and how that dictates how the film is edited, Mm -hmm. I thought was excellent. And I thought it was the best part of the movie. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I totally felt that. Oh. (laughs) But... (laughs) No, no, no. I think it's interesting. I think we... I mean, obviously we're coming to this movie with two different kind of uh, backgrounds with it, Mm -hmm. right? So you're someone who has lived in the world of of musical theater and has been surrounded by that. You've performed it. You've seen a ton of it. I'm coming at it from the perspective of a Dominican American. So I'm watching like my story on screen. I'm watching my family story, my mom's story on screen. So I enjoyed that aspect of it. And the musical aspect, I didn't, as much love 
interesting. That wasn't the part that resonated with me. I thought that as a movie musical, it was not my favorite. Um, I don't even know if I would put it in like my top five, top 10 movie musicals of all time. But I really enjoyed just seeing beautiful Hispanic people sure. on the big screen. It's funny that you say that because they change some story things mm -hmm. ever so slightly in this. Uh, they cut a character completely. Uh, they cut Nina's mother. Okay. Uh, Kevin's wife. Kevin, yeah. the head of the dispatch. Mm -hmm. They cut uh, the, the mother character, which I actually thought was a wise move. Um, the movie did feel a little crowded. Mm -hmm. I actually thought they were going to cut more, but they cut her. I think it's smart that they did because, like you said, there's already a lot going on. There's a ton of characters. There's a ton of different little plot threads happening at the same time. Um, but I'm glad that you resonated with the story itself because I thought that they captured the heart of the story and really what it was about in a way on film that they were unable to on stage. The stage, okay. the stage show is way more about the spectacle of the dancing and the mm -hmm. music and, you know, just being a Broadway show. This, at times, for a mu movie musical, was very quiet, and there were some very intense and well-written and well-acted scenes happening mm -hmm. in between the songs, I thought. Um, and that was not able to be captured on stage. Yeah. So when I saw it on, on, uh, on my television, uh, I responded to it in a way that I never had when I saw it on stage, I actually wept uh, yeah. for a number yeah. of, of scenes. That's uh, awesome. In, in, this, in this film, yes. Well, I mean, there's something that you can do in movies that you obviously can't do on the stage. Mm -hmm. And one of them is shoot on location, right? Yes. You can shoot in Washington Heights. You can shoot on those streets. And for a, a movie called In the Heights, obviously Washington Heights <clears throat> is going to be very important. It's like it's a character itself right? within the story. And... The fact that you're not shooting on sound stages and like you have these, you know, the, these huge production sets, um, but you could actually just go to Washington Heights and shoot there. Mm -hmm. It's going to make a huge difference in the story that you're able to tell about people living in Washington Heights. Right. Like one of the, I thought this movie for as much of like a spectacle and just kind of a grand operatic, we'll say showing of, of, uh, of what's happening it feels like pretty lived in, mm -hmm. right? Like even though some of the characters might be kind of like broad generalizations or, you know, something like that. Um, it still feels, it still feels real and grounded in a sense, which is something that you, you can't recreate the streets of a neighborhood on stage. That's true. It's just something you can't do. Um, so I guess that's, that's probably one of the reasons why people who have, you know, like you who have seen both the stage play or the stage production and the movie production, um, the movie version might resonate with, with you a little bit more. Right. Um, what's interesting, too, about this is that when I saw it on stage, the original show, Lynn was Uznavi, the main character. Mm -hmm. um, and Anthony Ramos, who, believe it or not, is from Brooklyn and used to do community theater at the places I did community theater at. Oh, shit. Um, I've never met him, but, mm. um, but he's a very nice guy. And he played Sonny, the kid, on Broadway. And now that he's gotten older, he's playing Usnavi uh, yeah. in the film. And I thought he was excellent. In fact, I thought this was the best uh, acting he's ever done. Yeah. Let's talk about Anthony Ramos for Let's a little bit. Let's talk about Anthony Ramos. He's, he's great. Mm -hmm. And... I was kind of hoping that there would be that he would have a little bit more 
in this movie mm -hmm. and like really rocket him into superstardom. Um, I could just watch that dude like walk around city streets for hours. Sure. It, it's amazing. Just watching him just strut around. He's got a great, great little gait mm -hmm. to him. Um, but I was hoping that he would have a little bit more and I guess, I don't know how, like how many characters are in the original stage version of this, but you said they cut the mom. Mm -hmm. It's kind of hoping they cut a little bit more and just focused on him because he does have star potential. He could really just carry a flick by himself. For sure. Um, he's, he's done some other uh, just non-musical films recently. He's gotten way more popular. He was in Hamilton uh, mm -hmm. as well. He was very good in that. He played uh, Alexander Hamilton's son and uh, another revolutionary character. Um, it's interesting that you say that because I feel like you probably wouldn't have enjoyed the stage show as much because there were not as many scenes in the stage show. What I was saying is the reason I liked the way they did it in this format was they expanded and added a lot of scenes uh, to this. A lot more dialogue in this film than was in the stage show. The stage show is actually mostly sung through, actually. Um, and so they gave him and many others actually a lot more conversations and yeah. a lot more insight into what's going on in the characters' minds and, you know, what they want and what they're trying to do. Because um, you've got some good actors. Oh, definitely. Jimmy Smits is in this movie. Yeah, he's, he's great. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Smits is very good at this. Yeah. It's very funny. I didn't realize. I was like, why do I know who this is? And yeah. I was like, oh, it's Jimmy Smith. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, good. shit. Jimmy Smith. You got a scene with, with Mark Anthony, which I would assume is not in the stage version. That character is not in the stage version, nor was Mark Anthony yeah. uh, ever in, in the stage version. But it's so funny how, like, the camera pans up yeah. to reveal him. And it's just like, it's Mark, like Mark Anthony's Anthony. in our yeah. fucking movie. I think yeah. they just wanted Mark Anthony in it. They're like, who's a famous Hispanic singer actor guy right who we could put in this but not give him any songs to sing right and he'll look all grungy and stuff yeah i was thinking about that he he plays the father of the young kid sonny and he's only in one scene um but it's it's this very he plays uh usnavi's uncle who's not a character in the show um but i'm not sure how they did this i don't know if this is just how mark anthony looks uh yeah. these days <laughs> But he looks emaciated yeah. uh, and really like an addict. Yeah. Um, so I hope he's doing okay. Uh, or maybe it's just really good makeup and, yeah. I don't know, maybe he lost weight for the he role. He did a shit ton of method acting for, yeah. for one scene. Right, right. I, I, knowing Mark Anthony, I, I, I doubt it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I thought he was good. I've never really seen him act in anything before. I don't know if he's even been in anything. I think he's been in some stuff. Like, he's had small role, uh -huh. roles in different movies, but... It's not like yeah. I thought he was, I thought he was good in this. He's a he's Fine. a big enough star that makes sense to kind of just throw him in because hey, we can get Mark Anthony Mark for Anthony. this movie. Um, the original Benny mm -hmm. uh, had a cameo in this. He played the Mister Softy Man. Oh, uh, and Lynn, of course, was Mister Piragua. 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 Yeah. Uh, which I, I was saying before we started recording, they also wrote a lot more for the Piragua guy in this because Lynn was playing him. Um, but I thought, I thought overall the cast was very good. I thought, you go ahead, go ahead. Uh, this is a complete tangent. Go ahead, tangent, um, tangent me up. But you're, you're talking about Benny and the original Benny having a cameo. Mm -hmm. It's not so much a cameo, but did you catch, there was a little Hamilton nod. Oh yes, on the phone. On the phone, the whole music was, uh, was the King song. Yes. You'll be back. Yeah. I, I recognized it Im immediately. Yeah. 
I thought that was pretty. Yeah, cheap. that was that was neat. Uh, that was neat. As Jimmy yeah. Smith is on the phone listening to Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> um, the audio version. Right. 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 Um, I thought Anthony was the best part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he was exceptional. I thought he had the most to do naturally, um, but I thought he had the most opportunity. Uh, to act, I was a little. The only person I was a little disappointed in was the actress who played Nina. Um, I felt like everybody else was emoting so heavily and seemed like they were so invested in what was going on. Um, I mean, it's a tricky character, but it just seemed like she was in this weird blase limbo of being yeah. frustrated because she has that big song breathe at the beginning. And that's supposed to be like her big, Holy shit. I feel so bad for this, this young woman yeah. type of song, but it, it didn't feel like she went all the way with it. Maybe I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm nitpicking, yeah. but, uh, but that's how I felt about her. Um, I thought the actress who played Vanessa was great. Yeah, she was she was pretty stellar. Good. I thought uh, the dude who played Benny was great. Yes, uh, from um, from Straight Outta Compton. Yes, uh, Corey Hawkins. Yeah, is that his name Corey Hawkins. Yeah. Yes, is he? I don't know if he's a if he's a theater guy by trade, but it seemed like he was singing his own songs. And, oh yeah. Um, Everybody in this movie sang their own stuff. Nice. Yeah. Some of the singing was off from time to time, mm-hmm. but I mean, you know, what what are you gonna do? Right. Yeah. This must have been such a pain in the ass to film because you have hundreds of extras on the streets of Washington Heights doing yeah. all this intense choreographed <laughs> dancing while the camera swings swing, around. Swings and swirls like, What is even happening? Yeah. Uh, so the big dance numbers must have taken ages to shoot. I have a feeling that a lot of certain things were shot in California. Mm-hmm. Um, certain indoor scenes. I think the big, the big number of the show, 96,000, the big lottery ticket number yeah. song. Um, that primarily took place in that pool area mm-hmm. and that I think had the best production value, which leads me to believe yeah. that that was probably just filmed on some soundstage in LA Definitely. Uh, somewhere. I thought in terms of musical numbers, um, and just how they were shot, I thought the one in the apartment with, uh, with Uznavi and, and Vanessa, and it's like a, it's an extended take. Of them oh, singing. Is, is it towards the end? Yeah, towards yes. the end when they're in uh, Abuela's apartment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was fantastic. The champagne, the champagne song. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah. I thought the one on the side of the building was a little too showy. Sure. The Spider-Man scene? Yeah. <laughs> it like, didn't really make any sense. Yeah. Um, and they were just like, what if, we, what if we had them dancing on the side of the building? Right. And some producer creative was like fuck yeah that sounds yeah. amazing they were because that on believe it or not on the stage show they don't walk up the side of a, of a wall really uh, yeah there's no intense velcro shoes they toss on wow um on the show they just stand on the the fire escape and they they sing yeah and i'm sure for the movie they were just like we need a we little need some some somewhere. kind of movement yeah. yeah um but what was funny was like obviously it's somewhat of a dream sequence but they're dancing on a window and some little kid eating his cheerios looks out and he's like, his like mouth is agape, like there's yeah. people walking on the side of the building. And I was like, is this really happening? <laughs> <laughs> it, it must like, have been really mm. happening. It's like, this is interesting. Yeah. This is somewhat strange. Um, yeah, that felt a little, that felt a little over the top. Um, but, but I mean, other than that, it never really felt, it never felt absurd. Sure. 
um, it did feel like they like there were attempts at at some flash and mm-hmm. some some grandiose you know well you know we're making a movie so let's let's fucking let's make it big it's right. a big summer movie let's let's do the whole thing let's show out um, I was kind of hoping there would be more uh, kind of extended takes of of just like the entire. Uh, crew of extras who were dancing and, and hitting the, the choreography and a lot of the editing felt like really quick and snappy which at times was good but for certain numbers and certain moments in the numbers when you had all of these folks dancing I kind of just wanted like a, an, an extreme wide shot of like look at how many fucking people we have look right. at them all doing this dance at the same time look at how awesome this is we're on the streets of Washington Heights just partying I think you actually Comparatively to what I said at the beginning, you're absolutely right. The the time the uh, the uh, the editing that was synced with the audio was the best was during a lot of the spoken word numbers. Primarily, I found the opening uh, to be like that, where yeah. like the beat is synced to like the gates and the hose, yeah, and, and like just the sounds of everything. They're dancing in the bodega and stuff like that. That was right. cool to do some like some right. fun, quick, snappy editing, but. For some of the bigger numbers, right? Just You're, take some, take some. Let's take a, let's take a second to just appreciate how big this is, right? Because you're right. There are a lot of jarring and jagged cuts that happen during yeah. those big ensemble numbers, and I imagine it's to mask what that's like. Because the weird thing about like part of the spectacle when you see this thing on stage is like, oh, there are really thirty people in front of me right now dancing all at the same time, and it's like, wow, this is yeah. crazy. It could just jump off the stage and land on me. Um, where it's like, if you have that in the film, I think they were like, we need we need to keep cutting so it seems more exciting than it actually might be. Yeah. But what you're saying could still be done with just like broad sweeping camera movement while the choreography is happening. I feel like probably they could have, I agree with you, probably could have gone further with that. Yeah, right, just like some big crane shots yeah. of all the people. And it would still feel like a party because the music is is great and you're watching all these people you know bust out some amazing dance moves right um don't distract us with the with the quick edits and right in those moments but right no in other in other moments it, it definitely what was your favorite sequence uh um the the apartment one right. i think i thought the apartment one was pretty cool i thought abuela's death was a pretty cool number um, yeah it felt that felt like a felt like you were watching a play. It felt like mm-hmm. you were on a stage, um, and there was cool production design going on around her and behind her, um, and obviously like the moment that it means for the the movie, mm-hmm. um, which didn't totally land emotionally for me mm-hmm. because it was fairly obvious that she oh, was yeah. dying. She's in the show to die. <laughs> yeah, she's she's in. She's in the show to be the old person who dies and everyone gets sad that they died. Um, even though she's very much so at that song is about her being at peace when she dies. Uh, that song, it's, it's actually weird. They changed that. The placement of that song is different. She sings that song early on in the first act while mm-hmm. she's alive. Yeah. Um, but then they use that as her death song yeah. in this. And so that was a little strange. You can even, I mean, you can even tell before they go into the song when she's just lying on the bed looking at everyone. Mm-hmm. Okay, this woman is about to die, but she's very happy that she's dying in her home with all of these these kids from the community, like surrounding her with, with love and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we're gonna throw in the song, right? Now throw yeah. her in a subway station and everything, yeah, yeah, you know, with neon lights and a bunch of uh, 
a bunch of extras all dressed somewhat angelically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, I wonder what this means. And then yeah. she walks towards the light at the end of right. the tunnel, at yeah. the end of the subway tunnel. It's funny. I wonder as what could be happening here? She was climbing the. It's, it's very, very funny. I don't think this was intentional, but this was very funny to me. As she like goes to heaven when she climbs yeah. the subway stairs, there's like a big ramp yeah. and then a set of stairs. And she chose to go up the stairs yeah. and the camera cut after she climbed the first three stairs. And I was like, they definitely didn't. They were like, cut, cut, cut. You don't have to walk up all those stairs. So like, just have her go up the ramp. This is an extended shot of her walking each step. Okay. <laughs> should we poor, this poor do a woman? The music has stopped. It's just dead silence yeah. as she climbs. That was very, very funny to me. Very funny visual. Yeah. Um, what was, what was your favorite sequence? Or I, I agree with you. I think in terms of actual cinematography and like uh, a cool shot, I think that apartment scene at the end was probably the best shot piece of the film um, just because of what's happening between the two of them and why they decided to leave it elongated. Yeah. I thought it was effective. Um, in terms of my favorite song in the show is uh, 96,000, the, the, the big the big uh, number of the the show that they had in the trailers and that everyone listened to on the soundtrack and everyone was waiting for when they would go see it. Um, I also liked, uh, I forgot the name of it. When the, when the nail salon ladies are getting ready to leave. Tell me. Oh, Oh, when they're getting carnival de barrio. Yeah. That was, that was the moment where I thought, okay, if I was watching this in a theater with, you know, a couple hundred people, mm -hmm. we would all be standing up and dancing yeah. because that song was a fucking banger. Yes. And just watching all those people dance and like they were, I mean, they were, they were hitting it, man. They were doing that. Uh, this is going to be so bad coming from uh, a Hispanic person, but I don't know what the dance is called where they're like, they're just fucking moving their shoulders. Like, like there's no tomorrow. Sh shimmying? I don't know if that's a shimmy. Sh um, there's probably a name for it. If my mother listens to this, she's going to kill me for not, for not knowing, but not any of our other episodes yeah. where we're, you know, derogatory and yeah. foul. <laughs> but that one where I, yes. where I don't know uh, our literal heritage, uh, <laughs> that would be the most upsetting. Raphael. That would be the most upsetting. That's very funny. Um, uh, something else I picked on that I thought was humorous. There's yeah. a line in the original where Benny is rapping during 96,000, um, uh, where he goes, uh, Donald Trump and I are on the links and he's my caddy. Yeah. And they changed it to Tiger Woods in the movie. And I was like, I know I can envision them all sitting in a, in a room. And Lynn is like, we're not even putting his name in yeah, my movie. We can't, we can't do that. Um, yeah. I watched it with Dorothy and she, she pointed that out yeah. too. She was like, I think the original line was, was Donald Trump. Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it was. And it's funny going into it. I was like, are they going to leave that line in? And then it was Tiger Woods. And I was like, ah, <laughs> I see what you did there. It is. Yeah. Um, yeah. But overall, I, I, I really, really enjoyed it. It was a lot better than I was expecting it to be. Um, I thought that as someone who'd seen the show, actually, I'm curious to hear what you think about this as someone who yeah. had not seen the musical on stage. Um, did you think that, I mean, the way they set it up is that he's telling the story mm -hmm. from the Dominican Republic. Yeah. Did you think that he really did leave or did you think I, that? I honestly wasn't even paying attention to that. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess this is a good transition into like the story mm -hmm. that's going on here because I thought one of the weaker points of this movie was the story. Mm -hmm. I thought it was all kind of flimsy. Um, like I said before, there are too many characters and mm -hmm. it's kind of like over, over packed. Um, but I guess you kind of have to do that with the musical. You can't just like 
have a a movie about one dude and you sprinkle in some songs like you need a bunch of people so that there are endless opportunities or not endless but more opportunities mm-hmm. to to sprinkle in some music um but i thought the story was like pretty weak sure um and it's kind of like it's kind of broad and general it's like painted in broad strokes um and there's not a lot of nuance um but I didn't really, yeah, I didn't really think twice about that. I mean, there's obviously the point where the little girl calls him daddy. Um, and we're obviously at that point supposed to realize mm-hmm. that Vanessa is her mother, um, which completely ruins the big reveal at the end because there's no other way for the story to, to turn out. Like, right. Unless like randomly he just ends up with, um, with not, not Vanessa, who's the other girl, Nina? Nina. Yeah. If, if he just like randomly ends up with Nina mm-hmm. and that's it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I didn't like think twice about that, but it also wasn't like a huge, oh, oh my God. Right. Um, the reason I think that was, I get why they did it, but here's why the choice, and I, the reason they did it, I think, was for fans of it who'd already seen, it, seen mm-hmm. it being like, oh, did they change the ending? Oh, he really goes? But they would never do that because the whole point of the story is that he doesn't leave. Yeah. That is that he, can't, he can't leave. He can't. That's it. He becomes a, a, a terrible person. If, yeah. if he leaves after everything, after that, everything has happened to yeah. him and all his friends and family over yeah. the summer is just like, yeah, fuck y'all. Just <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. And so I thought immediately it was very obvious that, Oh, he keeps talking about little dreams. I was like, Oh, this is a dream. He's not really there. And then yeah. they like the big reveal at the end is that he stays. And I was like, yeah. ah, this kind of falls flat because yeah. So I'm assuming those flashbacks aren't there. Or those not, flash forwards aren't there in the in the original. She story. has no he has no daughter in the show. There's no flashback. There's no setup with that in the show. The show just starts with him waking up and going to the bodega and the show ends with him deciding he's gonna stay. Yeah. That I mean I don't know if you need to like tweak too much, but if you're nitpicking, that's maybe one thing that you can take out. But then mm-hmm. you don't. Have, I mean, this is also like uh, this is a this is a movie for like mass audiences, right? This isn't this isn't a a, a film person's movie, right? This isn't for fans of yeah. auteurs. Yeah, it's, this and is and not shit. like cinematic art. Yeah, you know, it's like this is. So you need the cute little kids. Mm-hmm. You need the the half-ass jokes that are not so funny. You need the mm-hmm. kid spinning up his cereal. You need the uh, one that like kind of stuck out to me as kind of egregious um, was when they were mentioning all of the famous Latin women and they throw in uh, Justice Sonia Sotomayor mm-hmm. um, just so you can be like, let's go. And yeah. you know, you, you need, you need those things to appeal to. It's contemporary. Yeah. It's contemporary. He it's, mentions John Wick at some point. I'm like, yeah, oh, it's, come on. <laughs> it, it's, it's poppy. It's, yeah. it's not for, um, yeah, it's not for folks who are looking for, for nuance or anything mm-hmm. like that. But that's not to say that it wasn't good or like doesn't succeed at its goal. Sure. Because it does. Um, but, you know, watching it as someone who's, I don't want to say film snob, but can be douchey about sure. <laughs> about watching the cinematic arts. Right. That was a point where I was like, oh, I get it, but, like, do we have to do this? Right. Well, I think, I think the biggest issue that you've already brought up with it, and this is just ingrained in the story as a whole, is that 
all these, literally almost every single character thinks that in order to be happy in life, they need to leave where they're at and go somewhere else. Yeah. Like Nina going to college, Vanessa going downtown, Usnavi going to the Dominican Republic, uh, Abuela going to heaven. They have to, <laughs> they have to, uh, like this place is not enough for them. Yeah. And of course we've, you know, we've seen things. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we know that the big character aha moment for all of them is that, no, everything I need is right here. It's like, well, obviously, yeah. uh, like, come on, duh. fucking duh. Yeah. Um, so unfortunately it doesn't go much deeper than that. So you're right. It yeah. is very surface yeah. level. Um, but I guess that they're just like, they don't care and they're not particularly interested with making it complex or layered or giving it much more depth than that. They're more interested in just the spectacle of what you're seeing, yeah. you know? But I think that's, I mean, I think that's important for a movie like this, mm -hmm. right? Like we don't see a lot of stories about the, the, the Caribbean Latino experience mm -hmm. in America. So, right. You can go one of two ways with this. You can either make in the Heights and you can make this big spectacle for mass audiences for, you know, your average Joe Schmo in Indiana to understand what that experience is like on like a grand scale. Or you can make a Minari, which is like much more grounded and um, and like very personal and emotional, um, and just like a beautiful film. And you could go that route with a, with this kind of story, or you could just make the the mass appeal one. And like both are super helpful in terms of getting us to the right place as a culture. Mm -hmm. Like I felt nothing but an immense amount of pride watching this movie, just like seeing like you know, those are my people on screen. Like I know where they're coming from. Like I know the story I've, you, you know, the intergenerational, like, uh, well, we're doing this all for you versus mm -hmm. like, well, I want to just make it out of here and like do something new and acclimate to American life. Um, and it doesn't have to be, everything doesn't have to be a nuanced, beautiful piece of art right. to be important or monumental. It That's can just be in the Heights. And it could be, hey, America or the world, this is this is something and we're going to do it in like the most generic, broad strokes, kind of surface level way. And it's still it's still good and it's still enjoyable. I think that's the least snobby thing we've ever had said on the, on the podcast <laughs> yeah. so far. But I agree. I agree completely. You're absolutely right. That, that's exactly what it is. Um, and I think, you know, I think it's even if you're not of that culture or that upbringing, I think it's immensely relatable. Yeah. Uh, regardless, you know, um, the difficulty with being successful and wanting to live up to those who came before you and knowing that you have to continue on uh, your lineage is, yeah, I think it's, yeah. it just echoes. And Lin Man, I mean, Lin Manuel, he's not, he's, he's not a storyteller. It would be too much to ask him to write an amazingly complex, layered, uh, deep, thing right and also make it really really fun yeah we have tony kushner for the depressing plays yeah, yeah. like he can't he can't do both and he he makes the fun stuff um that makes you want to get up and move your feet and we're gonna leave nuance at the door mm -hmm. and for this that's okay um did you see the disney plus uh recording of hamilton on broadway you saw that of the two which do you think you like better Interesting. 
Um, Obviously, Hamilton was not like a film. Yeah, but yeah. I I don't know. I mean, I love Hamilton and just like what it does as a musical. Um, I think the fact that there are like no breaks in the music mm-hmm. throughout is super impressive. Um, but this one, I mean, this one, obviously, like I've said, it hit really close to home. So mm-hmm. like, I probably enjoyed this one a little bit more. It might also be recency bias. Sure. But I don't know. What do you think? I think just in terms of artistic merit and actual craft, I think what he does lyrically and musically with Hamilton is more impressive than this. But I think just in terms of like a simple story or something that's important, I think that In the Heights probably is a tier above Hamilton. Um, because just the, the what he does with words uh, in Hamilton, I just think is is insane. I think there's yeah. a reason that's as popular as, as it is. But like he had a source material for that. So like the story... Right kind of flows a right. little bit cleaner than it does here. Right. At points, it felt like we were jumping around a lot, and it wasn't so much a story as it was just like a series of happenings mm-hmm. to just get us to the next song. Right. And what's what's weird, too, and this is the thing that frustrates me about like a lot of things that I see where it's just like, all of this drama could be resolved if some of you just sit down and just like talk to each other. <laughs> Yeah, but they can't just yeah, do that. They can't. have to sing yeah. at each other. Then there won't be a movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That movie wouldn't exist. Right. It's like, just sit down and tell her how you feel. Sit down, tell him that you want him to stay. Don't yeah. wait until yeah. 10 minutes before he's leaving <laughs> that he should stay. Yeah. It's like, come on. <laughs> people and act people in movies. <laughs> what's, what's the matter for you guys? Yeah. Just fucking talk. Um, but all that said, I really I really enjoyed it uh, for the most part. I thought, it was, I thought it was probably one of the best things that HBO Max has gotten straight to HBO Max this past year. Um, I think that if it was in theaters, it would have done very well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it wasn't theaters, and I think it didn't do as well as they were hoping for it to do. Oh, and they just brought it's it like here? kind of. Oh, interesting. I think it. I think they did the the same. Dude, day. I see. Okay. Um, but I think most people still, if you if you give people the option of watching something at home mm-hmm. for free. Um, with air quotes or spending 20 bucks to go to a theater, mm-hmm. they're going to watch it at home. Absolutely. Um, that's, that's always going to be the thing, but I don't know if they factor in like streaming numbers or whatever into, uh, into the box office, but apparently it was kind of a flop, mm-hmm. which is kind of sad, but yeah, I think it will eventually reach. Yeah. It'll reach yeah. people. Yeah. People sure. will, will watch this. The only time I've been to the theater in the past 16 months was to see Lord of the Rings Return of the King <laughs> re-released at the Alamo Draft House. Which you could also watch. Like all, yeah. A movie from nearly 20 years ago. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, the ever-popular Quiet Place 2 that we've... That we still trying, haven't, yeah. ...trying to watch, but... I've we'll, not been able to, get to we'll, go see it yet. We'll get to an episode. By the time I'm actually able to go see it in the theater, it will be streaming. Yeah. And I'll just watch it at home. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I really enjoyed this. Uh, I highly recommend it pretty much to anyone. I think anyone would enjoy it for the most part. Yeah. Um, it's good for adults. It's good for kids. You know, it's, it's fun for the whole family. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I liked it. I would recommend it. Big thumbs up. You know, I also have a Lin-Manuel antidote. Let's hear it. Um, this is going to be bad to, uh, to, I guess, admit to while on a live mic, but <laughs> I cut work one day. Nice. <laughs> I called in sick. 
and Dorothy and I went to Sugarfish for lunch. Nice. And sitting two tables over from us was none other than Lin Manuel. Nice. Thought you were gonna say your boss. (laughs) (laughs) Spider Man meme. Yeah. Right. Uh, What are you doing here? Um, Yeah, he didn't stare at me as much as he was staring at you, probably because I was just another patron in the dining hall. Sure. Uh, But I, I was giving him a look like. Dude, that's fucking... That's Mr. Manuel. That's Mr. Lin Manuel. Dude, we eat at the same places. Oh, that he's must, a person. Dude, that must make me cool or something, <laughs> huh? Um, yeah, not as fun as yours, but we both have very personal a very personal connection to uh, Mr. Yeah. Manuel Miranda. We were just fleeting moments in his life, but yeah. those were our Lin Manuel moments. <laughs> yeah. Lin Man moments for us, dude. Lin Man moments. Lin, if you're listening, love you, bro. Love you, cousin. You're... <laughs> You're a good, you're a good cousin. You're a good guy. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Keep, uh, keep putting on for the homies. I cannot imagine whatever he makes next is as successful as Hamilton. I just can't. No, he, I mean, it's kind of hard to, to live up to, to Hamilton, even to this. I mean, your first musical is in the Heights, which is great success. Unlike anything we've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you follow it up with Hamilton. And he kind of does the same thing here that he does in Hamilton. I feel like we touched on it. But like the blending of music with like kind of classic show tunes and hip hop and the music of the islands. Um, like that's pretty insane mm-hmm. to, and that's not something that you see in musicals. It's kind of, it's usually pretty standard what the, what the music sounds like. Yeah. So like if he just made a like salsa musical, like that itself would be kind of impressive to put mm-hmm. on Broadway, but to mix it in with hip hop and merengue and other shit is just like even more bonkers. Indeed. To think that that he did that. So Raph, you enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. You know, when I first watched it, I was kind of critical of it. Um, obviously, like the the whole pride thing was still there, um, but I think during this conversation, I realized that um, I appreciated it a lot more than than I originally thought. Fantastic. Yeah. Very stellar. How would you how would you rate this bad boy out of five stars? I think that I'm gonna give it a four out of five. Damn. I really, really enjoyed it. That's awesome. Um maybe my expectations were a lot lower mm-hmm. than than they should have been, but I thought that for the most part it worked for me and uh and I was really into it. I was really into it from the get go. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Um, so the business is out of the way. Now we're on to the fun stuff for all yes. you STD heads out there. Hell yeah. All our straight to DVDers. Fuck yeah. We have an announcement. We got merch. Big announcement. Merch on the block, baby. It's live. It's live. It's out there. It's Hit out that there. link in bio. Link in bio. On Instagram and Twitter. Exactly. Wherever you want to hit us up. Wherever you find us. If you find yeah. us on Twitter, on Instagram, if you stalk either of our personal accounts on Instagram, you'll find them there too. Yeah. We got t-shirts. We got hoodies. We got stickers. We got mugs. We got Teslas. Straight to DVD everything, dude. Hell yeah. Absolutely. It's great. Yes. It's amazing. Buy the shit. I guess that's a good transition into where folks can find us online. So, Michael. Yes. Tell them. Or should I say Miguel? Ah. 
No me digas. Ay, papi. Yeah. You can find me. You can find this papi yeah. on, on Instagram. Papi. Papi. Miscos. Yeah. On Instagram at Michael underscore Rocco underscore. That's at Michael underscore Rocco underscore R-U-O-C-C-O. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter, which I'm rarely active on. And I always say that. And I yeah. to this day don't know why I keep bringing it up. But yeah. you can also find me on there. Can be found there. Uh, and Raph, where can they find you? I can be found on Instagram and Twitter as well at Rafstit, all one word, R A F S T I T T. Um, T T. Yeah, T T. I'm there mm-hmm. doing doing some stuff, doing some some content for y'all's. Um, like, where can we find the show? You can find the show on Instagram at Straight to DVD Pod. You can also find us at the same with the same handle on Twitter, and you can find the show itself wherever. You find your podcasts. That's the number two on on the, the socials. To be clear, it's the number two on the socials. Straight to DVD pot. And the word two on the podcast apps. Love it. And such. We have, I don't want to, I'm going to say this because I want to will it into the air. I want to will yeah. it into the universe. We might have some exciting things coming. Oh, some, yeah. Some other forms of media. Yeah. Perhaps coming out. Maybe. So we'll see. It's not confirmed yet, but... Did someone say video? There might be some video content. What? What? And then yeah. people can critique our films. <laughs> they can <laughs> critique our DVDs. Yeah. Tell us how shit we are. Yeah. Uh, but until next straight time. Straight to straight to DVD. Dude. That would be the podcast about our video content. Oh, that our would be DVD so content. hilarious. People picking us apart. Yeah. Oh, wow. They probably already do. Good luck. <laughs> Is that it? Are we cutting it? Oh, yeah, I was done.